0: I think a lot of people approach this as, I don't want to ask for money. Like they're nervous about asking for money. And and that's the wrong thought process, right? You're not asking for money. You're providing an opportunity. Hello, and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexammer. With me, as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing, Todd? I am doing fantastic. I just got back from four days of skiing in the mountains. I can't, uh, can't complain uh, one bit, man. It was, uh, it was a blast. So now back to reality, though.
1: <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I'm excited for my trip to North Carolina here. By the time this episode airs, I'll be on the airplane heading over there.
0: Cool. Awesome. Getting some business done. Meet with brokers, um, which, I, you know, we talked last week. That's that's a must. You got to get boots on the ground. You've got to be active in the market. Get to know people. Actually, you know, have lunch with them, have, have a coffee with them, have a beer with them. Uh, just get, getting your face in that market makes a big, big difference.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: So, well, cool. Uh, so, this week, what are we gonna what are we gonna talk about? Last week, we talked about syndication. Uh, gave kind of a general overlay. What are we talking about this week?
1: Well, we kind of touched on this, but we're gonna go a little bit more in depth uh, about how to raise money from your network, so your friends and family, and then also how to expand uh, your investor base, so you can, uh, you know, raise money from people outside of that uh, general network.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, obviously, I. I I said it, I think I said it last week, but this is so important that you've got to understand there's a difference. And I think a lot of people approach this as I don't want to ask for money. Like they're nervous about asking for money and, and that's the wrong thought process, right? You're not asking for money. You're providing an opportunity. And so what I say is like, look, let's say you do this real estate thing successfully for, for many years. And, um, Maybe you even take some investors that come to you or, you know, somehow you get the courage to get them to invest and and you do really well with them. And somebody, you know, that's really close to you finds out and they're like, Hey, like, why are all these people investing with you? But you never asked me or you never talked to me about it. Wouldn't you feel bad about that? So you have an opportunity and that opportunity is actually a really good opportunity if you believe in what you're doing. Right. So for me, it's I've I've got this opportunity. I'm buying cash-flowing multifamily real estate, doing a value add. We're creating a ton of a, a large return or potential return. Of course, there's risk involved, but we're potentially providing a very large return to our investors. And so I'm giving an opportunity. And they, most investors have a problem. And the problem is they've got money and their money doesn't make a lot of interest. And so they're looking for safe, secure places to put their money that are also going to make a lot of interest. You've got what they're looking for. So instead of saying, I have to ask for money, no, you don't have to ask for money. You provide people an opportunity to invest in safe, secure, cash flowing real estate. And that's a big difference. That's a big mindset difference. And now, no longer does it appear to be that scary. Now, no longer are you saying, Hey, would you like to invest in my deal? Right? Hey, I need money for my deal. No, now you're saying, Hey, I've got an opportunity you may be interested in. Right? I've got a place that you may be interested in putting your money. And no harm, no follow If they say, no, it's not for me, right? Because you didn't ask them, you provided them that opportunity.
1: Exactly, like if one of my friends or family members uh, was you know, doing investing where they were offering other people investment opportunities, and I found out like five years later that, oh, they doubled all these other people's money in five years, but uh, he didn't even bring it up to me, I would be really annoyed. But if he had brought it up to me five years ago and then I passed on it then, then I'd be kicking myself for not investing. And then I would be chomping at the bit to invest in his next deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, I never push people. Uh, and you can push as, as hard as you want or, or as little as you want. I never push people to invest with me. Um, and I, I'm not overly obnoxious with it. So, but for me, it's, a lot. I want people to know that that opportunity is out there, that they definitely can invest if they're interested in investing and if they qualify to invest. Um, so I just uh, want to make sure I'm providing that for people. So let's talk about, well, how do we even start? Like, how do we start with this? You know, maybe, maybe we haven't even done our first deal yet. Uh, so how do we actually get other people to invest with us? Okay. So Matt, any, any opening strategies? Like, look, I got my first deal. I want people to invest. How do I do it? Like, how do I
1: even go about it? Yeah. I mean, if you've got a deal and then you're only starting to breach the topic with people at that point, after you've got it under contract, it's kind of too late. You're going to have a a real tough time uh, bringing things to a close. So it's better to start before you even have a deal lined up. uh, We're talking to people like, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm looking for. Uh, You know, I, I want to offer this opportunity. You know, if I find something that is actually going to, looks like it's going to return the, the, um, you know, the returns that I'm looking for, then would you be interested in that, you know? So you, if you don't have a deal right now, you can bring up a sample deal, like the ideal deal of of what you're looking for and show that to people. And so they can understand like how it works and, and what kind of returns to expect and all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when look for, for me, one of the things that a lot of people say is, you know, what have you been up to? You know, you, you, there's a lot of small talk that happens, right? So you, you meet up with some people that you haven't seen in a little bit, relatives, family, fr- friends, whoever it is. And they say, Hey, what have you been up to? And there, there's the start of the topic, right? Um, you know, doing multifamily, uh, real estate, we bring a bunch of investors into our deals and, and partner with them. Um, and our, our goal is to double their money in about five to seven years. And so um, through that, um, you know, you, you, so you can got that conversation started. So great way to do it. Also, you can just straight up talk to them about, hey, where, where you, by the way, where you're placing your money um, that you can, you can do that if you feel comfortable with that. Um, so you just got to bring the subject up somehow. There's always an opening for it right? Um, you could also use the, the old line of, hey, do you know anybody that's looking for a safe, secure place to put their their money that's going to earn pretty solid returns? Um, you know, especially if they kind of already know a little bit of what you're trying to do. Uh, so I think, the and then, and then of course, you just got to start talking about it, right? You have to start talking about multifamily real estate. You just start talking about what you're doing. You don't have to be overly obnoxious about it, right? You don't have to sound like you're a used salesperson, used car salesperson.
1: But you you still need to believe in what you're doing. If you're just like, hey, I got this, you know, trying to do this real estate. Hopefully it works out. I don't know. I'm new at it. All that. You know, that's not going to get anybody. That's not confidence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have to be confident. You have to be passionate. Well, you have to really believe in the product that you're selling and you're selling multifamily real estate, right? Or you're selling investments in multifamily real estate. So you have to truly believe in that. Uh, that, That's definitely huge. You have to be knowledgeable in it too. I don't want people to start raising money for something that they have no clue how to answer any questions, right? So we want to have some questions already answered. Um, So we want to get some knowledge in, in the topic. So once we have that, once we have the knowledge, we can start approaching some of the people. I said last week, one of the things that I would suggest doing is just going through your database and writing down every single person in your database that you think has a chance of investing money into your deals uh, and, and, and come up with a minimum, whether that's 25,000, 50,000, 100,000, whatever that might be. And probably is going to depend on your network, right? Your network is a lot of high net worth people, might be a 100 or more thousand your network's not, it might be 25,000, you know, or 50,000. So, you know, figure, figure out who your network is, write those people down and get them on an email list. That's a really easy way to start getting conversations going is just getting them on a simple email list. And, and you can do a simple, the very first email can be, Hey, just wanted to give you an update on what I've been up to. It's been a while. Uh, just wanted to give you an update on what I've been up to. And this is what it is. And you tell them about what you're doing. You tell them about the value of multifamily real estate. You have an article that you link to, right? Maybe put an article and put it on bigger pockets, put it on LinkedIn, um, in a professional place and then link to that article so they can read that. So you have places for them to go. You have things for them to read. And you introduced the topic of, I'm a multifamily real estate investor. Because the last thing you want, Matt, is like you said, you have a, a hot deal. You're like, hey, do you want to invest in this deal? And they go, what, what, do you even do this? Like, I've never heard you talk about real estate before. I thought you were an electrician. Like, oh, no, no, this is, yeah, I am. But this is what I am doing now. Like, what? Well, When, (laughs) you know, so if you've got those emails out and you've had those conversations, it starts to be repetitive and they see, okay, this is what they're doing. Hey, real quick. I just want to let you know about the multifamily challenge that we got going on. It's a five day multifamily challenge on how to get an offer and, Quickly, right? So we're going to teach you in five days, five one-hour sessions. We're going to go through the steps and the process to get there. So go to MFIChallenge.com. Mfichallenge.com. You can sign up. It's free if you want the VIP. There's a bunch of things that we'll give away too. You got to you gotta, you do have to pay for that. But hey, it's going to be well worth it. Again, you can get in for free. We're going to teach you how to get that offer across the table, get the LOI in, uh, all the steps. So Ellis Hammond and I, Ellis was episode 316. Check, check out his episode and we're going to be doing this next week. So sign up now at mfichallenge.com, mfichallenge.com and get in there. We're, uh, we're doing it next week and it's going to be awesome. So hope to see you there.
1: And uh, you know this also from a legal standpoint. This satisfies the SEC uh, because uh, if you're doing 506b uh, uh, offerings, then you, you might have some non-accredited investors that need to be savvy, like understanding a little bit about business or real estate. And so this education you're providing uh, can you know satisfy the SEC as as being that education. And then when you're talking to people multiple times, document those conversations because uh, you know a lot of times you need to have a pre-existing relationship. With these non-accredited investors to, uh, you know, be for it to be legal, and uh, you know, so it it satisfies multiple things. You're really helping out your investors, but you're also following the law.
0: Yeah, and you have to have a pre-existing relationship, whether they're accredited or non-accredited. Um, but one of the things that with the non-accredited, especially that it helps out is you have to be sophisticated. You can't just be non-accredited and invest. You have to be actually sophisticated. So if you're sending them articles, if you're sending them a lot of things that they can read about multifamily real estate, about syndication, about you know these types of investments, now you're educating them. Now you're creating a sophisticated investor. And through enough time, you can now say, okay, I've given them enough knowledge. It's been enough time. They've truly learned what they need to know. And now they can invest in my deal. Because just because... Your aunt Betty has two hundred thousand dollars. She wants to put in your deal. Doesn't mean she can be accepted into your deal if she doesn't meet that qualifications of accredited investor. She has to be sophisticated as well. Aunt Betty is not sophisticated if she's invested, you know, in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds.
1: So, you mentioned earlier about preparing for the questions that people might ask. So I'd refer our listeners back to episode 263 where you and I went over some of the frequently asked questions that investors will ask uh, a syndicator.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, Okay. So natural network is going to be your first network, right? Your friends, your family, your acquaintances, those people that you're going to put on the list that you already have. So we want to make sure we get those people on that list and we want to start emailing. We want to start Talking with them, we want to take them out for lunch. We want to, you know, warm them up. Right? Those are those people are going to invest at a high level in your deal. They're they're going to be your easiest investors to get in. Then we typically run out of of availability of money. Now, maybe you have a super high net worth, uh, you know, group of people that you know, but most people don't myself included, you know, my friends' family acquaintance network originally before I started really putting myself out there was pretty small. So, we got to start meeting people. We got to start figuring out how do we get other investors than our natural network? And there's there's two main ways to do it. Okay? One is the old school way, one is the new school way. Okay? So, what's the old school way? It's going to events. It's, uh, you know, ch- we talk charity events. We, we talk about being a part of a foundation or organization. Um, you you go to uh, different chamber commerce events and, and st- stuff like that. You just, you throw parties yourself. You You shake hands with people. You get to know people through face-to-face interaction. And that's just how you do it you do it the old school way, You take people to dinners, you, you know, throw, throw different events, that type of stuff.
1: Okay. You become a member of a, a golf club.
0: Yeah. Become a member of a golf club, become, you know, whatever member of a ski club, uh, whatever it is, right. You, you, you rub shoulders with wealthy people. Okay. There's a, there's a great book called networking with the affluent. You know, and he talks a lot about how to how to network with the affluent. There's another book called Never Eat Alone. He talks about you know throwing a lot of dinner parties and just you know really networking and getting to know people. Okay, so there's there's the old school way. The new school way is social media, of some sort, right? And so, Matt, what, what do we got? Social media? What? Where where are good avenues?
1: Uh, I mean, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Oh, podcasts. Podcasts. I'm
0: pointing down because I'm pointing at my microphone. You can podcast. Okay. Um, You've got, uh, yeah, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, bigger pockets, uh, podcasts, being on other people's podcasts, starting your own podcast. Uh, You've got, Uh, this, uh, this new thing called, uh, what is it? Clubhouse. You got Clubhouse, right? Uh, I know people that have been raising a lot of money on Clubhouse. I know people who have raised a lot of money on all of these platforms. So you've got a lot of different platforms and we're only naming a few of them, but any social media platform you can become an expert on and you can really gain a lot of potential investors fairly quickly with those right? People get to know you, like you, trust you pretty quickly. Now you still have to have conversations. It's still great to be able to sit down and have coffee with them or lunch with them and shake their hand, right? Sometimes it's not possible because maybe you live in New York and they're in California, right? Um, But having those conversations via Zoom or phone is going to be valuable and if possible, meet them still but that I get a lot of investors through this podcast or being on other people's podcasts um, through, you know, bigger pockets, LinkedIn, that type of stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's where people are That's where they're looking for ideas. And I mean, if you're offering a good value through those mediums, then people are going to be drawn to you.
0: So the, of course, the, the last thing is to combine the two, right. Um, to, to, both do, you know, chamber of commerce and charity events, and and then do the the social media thing, the blogs, the whatever it is. Okay. Now, again, you don't have to do it all. I would suggest picking one to start with, and then expanding slowly because you can't be an expert at everything. I can't be an expert on LinkedIn and an expert on Facebook and an expert on a podcast and an expert on, you know, Clubhouse and all this other stuff, right? So you want to pick one do good at it, expand it. Pick another one. Do good at it, expand it, and so on. So, yep, makes sense. Um, you know, it people ask me like, well, how but I haven't done a deal yet. Like I can't start a podcast. I can't start blogging. I can't post on social media. I I can't attend a chamber of commerce event and talk about my real estate. Cause I haven't done a deal yet. Okay. There's a couple of ways to work around that. First of all, especially podcast blogging, LinkedIn, you don't have to be the expert. You just have to ask good questions. You have to be curious. So it's almost good if you're not the expert because then you're curious, truly curious. So ask the questions you want answers to, right? So, you do an interview based podcast. Well, wow, but that's gonna that's gonna take away my investors. And you know, if I interview Todd Dexheimer, he's gonna get all my potential investors. Sure, he might get some of your potential investors, right? But there's room to share, right? And you're not gonna get any investors if you sit and do nothing. So start doing something interview me, interview other people. And yeah, they'll take some of your investors certainly, but you'll, you'll slowly become an expert and a trusted source. And now you'll start gaining investors.
1: Yep. And, and, you know, if you have a podcast and you interview Todd Dexheimer, you're going to, your viewers are going to see like his expertise kind of passed on to you a little bit. So, because if you're asking good questions, you're sort of on the same level with Todd, and uh, yeah, so absolutely, you're going to get some investors out of that.
0: Yeah, especially if you can pull good questions out, you, you are seen very knowledgeable and it helps gain that trust too. people see your personality, they feel your personality, you know, and same thing with the blog, like you could blog, you can blog about different things, you, you just need to research, all you need to do is research, or you can even do an interview based blog. So there's so many different ways to do it where you don't need to be the expert. The other way, by the way, and I think this is very valuable is to find partners that have already been doing the business. So figure out how to get in with another group, whatever your way in asset management, um, you know, finding the deals, whatever your way in, figure out how to do that. And now you can use them as the expert, right? Our group, our, you know, uh, yeah, our group has has closed on 500 units. Our group has closed on 5,000 units, whatever it might be. Now you can use them as the expert. Now you gain instant connection with, with the, your investors of saying, okay, yeah, we've been doing business. We know what we're doing. Great. You know, so that's another very powerful way to get involved quickly is to partner with, with
1: good people. And I will say that in order for somebody to invest with you, uh, there's three things that have to happen. That person has to know, like, and trust you. And so by putting yourself out on social media and podcasts and such, people are going to start to know you. And you know, if you have a good personality, they're going to start to like you. And if you can show that you're knowledgeable they're going to start to trust you.
0: Yep. You got it. All right, man. Well, that's, uh, that's kind of the, the, the gist of what I wanted to hit on today. Um, Anything else you want to add? No, I think that's it. All right. You have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day a Saturday. Thanks. You too.